the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. Welcome, moms, dads, kids, dogs, cats. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage mothers. We focus on your amazing value as a mom in this world because it gets overlooked sometimes. All right. A special treat for you today. Well, it's a treat for me, too. I love this guest, and I always get happy when I know she's going to be on the show. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you want your kids to feel safe and loved in this world? Do you think it would help if they truly knew that God loved them, that he sees them? Well, popular speaker, TV host, singer, and best-selling author, Sheila Walsh has a brand new book that addresses these God questions for kids, and she's going to share this beautiful story with us today. Sheila Walsh in the house, so please stick around for this one. We'll be back in just one minute. Are you in need of some girl time or maybe a mother-daughter date? We've got just the place for you. Enjoy an afternoon of respite and refreshments with an authentic English tea. Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe serves a delightful afternoon tea or a delicious breakfast or lunch in their cafe, all at affordable prices. Offering special teas like the chocolate fountain tea or princess tea, there's something for everyone at Lynn's Tea Shop and Cafe in Littleton. For a 10% discount, use the code CHANNELMOM. Visit lynnstea.com. That's lynnstea.com. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, ladies. You know, some guys listen to us, too. I always find that out when I go out and about. Welcome back to Channel Mom. A quick little shout out to the friends who listen to us from across the nation uh, in Oklahoma and Texas, uh, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. So glad to have them on board. Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, uh, and of course, right here in Denver. So glad you're here today. And I do hope this show will be a blessing to you and your family. Okay, so this woman... I am a fan. She has been on the show many times. She always shows up with a heart for moms and a desire to share God's love with mothers. And today she wants to share that love with children too. More than five and a half million copies of her books have been sold. 
She was once a singer for the Billy Graham Crusade. She's a TV host and, as I mentioned, a best-selling author. And uh, she's here today. So glad to have her on board. Sheila Walsh has just released a brand new children's picture book. It's gorgeous. Oh my goodness, I have it in front of me. Um, I don't even. I didn't get permission, but we'll give a couple copies away <laughs> if I have to buy them personally. I will. The book is called "Is God Still Awake?" A small girl with a big question about God. So uh, we're going to talk about kids and faith. Welcome to Channel Mom, Sheila. Uh, honestly, Jenny, just hearing your voice makes me smile. Oh, okay, I just love you. You do. It, and it's just, I mean, I know your listeners know this, but you have such a huge heart for women wherever they find themselves in life. And I just love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's why, you know, Sheila, you, you may not know, but our prison outreach is growing. We, we now have a line. We can't serve the number of women that want to get into our classes to restore wow. them to their children. Isn't that cool? That oh. is phenomenal. Yeah. So we. So yeah. Thank you for saying that. We are ministering now to to moms in prison and moms coming out of homelessness. So God has provided us a way to to grow. So thank you for that. Um. All right. So I like to look for audio cuts, and I used to do songs. You've probably been on. And I played little songs that go, and I got my hand slapped because you can't have unlicensed <laughs> songs on on podcast. So we go on podcast <laughs> after we're on the radio. And oh, welcome to our podcast listeners, by the way. Um. All right. So I went to look for something that I wouldn't get my hand slapped for, and that was some sound bites from kids talking about God, and they're so cute. Here they are. When I'm scared, I pray to God. I don't like thunderstorms. I think they're going to that. We pray to God. He's up in heaven. If God could give me anything, I would ask him not to to just cancel off school every day. And all you need is love. God had love for you and your bride. Oh my gosh, that last girl, you should look her up. She's a preacher in the making. She's like, did you hear how she talked to us? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, she's darling. Uh, so that's cute, right? And it goes with your book. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I mean, and kids, kids come up with the most interesting questions, which I think is one of the reasons that I have kind of done a shift and it's not so much of us talking to our kids and telling them what they should believe but actually listening to our kids and then kind of discipling them through the process of life yeah you know i i thought of this last night and i got up and wrote it on a sticky note and i thought i'm gonna run this by sheila and see what she thinks you know they say there are no atheists in foxholes i would argue Mm -hmm. that there are no atheists in kindergarten um what what do you what would you say about that yeah, I think that's I, I, that's a very astute observation. I, yeah, I think that that is something that I think every child who's born is born with this innate sense that they're made in the image of God. Yeah, uh, and that's why I, I I really wanted to channel what I was writing last season to to, to young children to because this whole concept of God is watching you can either sound like an ominous threat or it can sound like the best news you've ever heard in your life. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want it to be God's watching over you with a big stick in the sky. But yeah. hey, do you realize you're never alone? Even in the worst moments of the scariest moments of life, God is watching over you. Yeah, and kids, kids need, when they're afraid in bed at night, they need to know that. So, yeah. so I, I love this, that um, 
one of the things that prompted you to write the book is God's Still Awake, a small girl with a big question about God. And, and we will give a couple of copies away today. You have to email us, though, because um, we can't do the phone thing today. So it's info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org if you'd like to win a copy. So I, the, the thing that prompted this book, I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but was that you used to ask your mom as you would say in Scotland, a question <laughs> when you were little and, and you wondered as you were going to bed, mom, is God still awake? Is yes. this, is this true? Is this partly what prompted mm-hmm. this book? It's a hundred percent what prompted it. I remembered when I was little, we had come home from something where they had been talking about having a relationship with Jesus. And a lot of young girls had responded that night and, and I didn't go forward because I was just kind of shaken by the idea that God might actually want to know me personally. So I I got home and I went to bed and and I couldn't sleep. And so I came back downstairs and that's exactly the question I asked my mom. I said, Mom, is God still awake? And she said, well, that's an interesting question. What do you mean? And I said, well, I don't know what hours he keeps, but, you know, do I have to wait till Sunday, you know, to ask him to be my Savior? And my mom assured me, no, God is open 24-7. And so it was really from that whole concept of, of understanding at a really young age that there's no question too hard, there's no timing that's off, you know, that you you can come to God whenever and ask Him whatever, and we'll never be turned away. Yeah, it's beautiful. May I ask why you say you were a bit shaken when they announced that you could have a relationship with God? What what in you was shaken as as a young child knowing that maybe God wanted to have a relationship with you? Because they described God as a heavenly father. And I had lost my father when I was five in a pretty violent way. He ended up taking his own life. And Mm -hmm. so the thought that there was a heavenly father who might want to know me was, it was not, I don't think I heard it through the ears of everyone else that night. It was, it was much, much bigger news for me than I think for lots of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good um, that you're honest about that. Um, you know, I, I Sheila, I come from a family who I love very much, but but 98 percent of them do not agree with my faith. And, and so I wasn't brought up to know that God was real or knew me or was awake. Um, and, and so I wonder about and, and yet I became a believer when I was 37 years old, 36 years old. Um, and I wonder about the influence of, of a mother on a child's faith and how if a mom were to pick up this book and, and go through it and the questions in the book, what, what do you think about a mom's influence and, and your influence on Christian uh, when it comes to a child's faith? Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the most powerful roles that a mom has um, is praying for, listening to, and speaking over her child. When Christian was about five, I had this little book that someone had given me from, I think it was a Campus Crusade book for kids, and it was all about a you know, salvation plan. And Christian gave it to me, and he said, Mom, would you read that to me? And I said, yeah. So I read it through one time, and he said, read it one more time. So I read it through again, and I said, is this something you would like to do? And he said, no, I would like to think about it. And I said, hey, that's fantastic. Um, and two days later, he came back and said, read it one more time, Mom. So I did, and he said, okay, absolutely, now I'm ready. So as a mom, to be able, when my son was five, to pray with him and lead him into the greatest relationship he'll ever have in his life was, was, it was just overwhelming. It was wonderful. Yeah. 
What do you think about that, Sheila? Because both my kids were in the back seat of our car. I think both times it was in the car, strangely enough. And um, they were both between four and five. And both, you know, we were coming back from VBS or, or actually one was like a scary time. I think Halloween was coming up and it was frightening to my son, I think. Yeah. And and both of them said, Mom, you know, how, you know, we're asking me questions about what happens when I die and how 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 can I know that God is real and things like that. And, and that was when I said, well, you can ask, you know, Jesus to, to come into your life and be a part of and, and come into your heart. And and they did it at that age. But I think a lot of people and, and maybe intellectuals would say that's just silly. There's no way that a God that a child can understand God and, and, and make that decision when they're that age. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's interesting. The biggest journey in life doesn't begin by landing in Africa. It begins with taking the first step outside your door. And I think it's the same with faith. You know, I think that that's, I mean, I don't have a single doubt that that was very real to my son at that point. But I can also see other points in his life where um, that were key moments. You know, when he was, I think, 11 years old and in Sunday school class, his teacher explained to him at a depth that perhaps he hadn't understood just how truly beautifully invasive God wants to be in our life. He wants all of our life, not just, I think, children of an understanding. I've invited Jesus into my heart. Um, but suddenly it became this bigger picture of, no, actually, God wants to be involved in every single area of your life. So I think we start wherever our children are. And then, I mean, that's why Jesus said, he didn't say, you know, make converts and move on. You know, he said, make disciples. And I think that word disciple is confusing because we think of it, well, that's the guys that follow Jesus all around the country. No, it's it's the journey that every single one of us is on. I'm still being discipled. And, and I think that that's the same with our children. When when a child is ready at that age to make a commitment, then we celebrate. But, but also there will be significant moments. In fact, a year after my son made that commitment, he and I were the only two home the night that my father-in-law, William, passed away. And... When Christian and I followed the ambulance to the hospital, Christian had prayed, God, please do not take my papa. And after we, after the funeral, I noticed that his, Christian had changed a little bit. He'd gone from crying a lot to suddenly seeming like he was angry. So I said to him, let's go for a, a walk. And I said, babe, are you angry? And he said, yes, I'm angry. You told me that God answers prayers. And so I said, God, please don't take my papa. And he did. So I don't like him anymore. <gasps> I'm not going to talk to him. And I said, that is totally appropriate. I completely understand. Good for you. And I, and I drove him to a sporting store and I bought him um, a punching bag and boxing gloves. And I said, babe, when you're angry, you hit that thing until you're exhausted. But then know that you can fall into the arms of a God who loves you enough to handle all your questions and your anger. Yeah, very good. And good for him for, for being willing to... Be honest about that and go to, I mean, God, I think there's the reason, there's a reason that that story about wrestling with God is in the Bible because he wants to welcome us into that debate um, where we struggle. And, and you know, I, it, it's wonderful the, the kind of background that you have for this book where you say, you know, kids ask a lot of questions. Um, and you even cite a, a Harvard-based uh, child psychologist, Paul Harris, who says that kids ask about 40,000 questions. And I bet I asked more between the ages of t- two and five. You know, my very first, my mom says my very first words were, what's that? What's that? What's that? And so, I, you know, later I became a reporter and I was asking people the same thing. Um, so kids ask a lot of questions. I'm wondering for moms listening today and maybe even skeptical moms, how do we allow or even encourage 
our children to ask questions about God? Because I think, I honestly think, and I hope I'm not wrong about this, that a lot of parents don't know what to do with that. So they kind of avoid it. Like, please don't ask me about God, you know? Yeah. I know, and that's a great observation, Jenny. And of course, you as a reporter would go immediately there. I think that see, grace is scary. We're not so keen on sharing grace with our children. We'd much rather let them know that, you know, you need to behave or God will be mad with you. It's a risky thing to trust your child to God and to share grace, to help them understand, A, we don't know the answers to everything. I think that, you know, we feel obliged as Christian parents to have an answer for everything. Scripture tells us we don't know everything. God has ways that are way higher than our ways. Um, and Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and he said, you know, we don't see that clearly right now. We see it's like in a glass dimly. One day we'll get it face to face, but not right now. Yeah. And there's been moments in life where I've had to say to my son, I honestly don't know. You know, when it's like questions of suffering or, you know, I remember when he was maybe 12 and two of his best friends, their parents were going through really messy divorces. And everybody was hurting it. Christian was like, Mom, why does God allow that? Um, and it's just, there's times when we weep with those who weep uh, and don't necessarily feel obliged to have the right answer. I think it's okay to say, you know what, that is a great question. And you and I can think through that together. We can do some research together. But there's going to be some things that we don't understand. In fact, one of my favorite quotes by Warren Wearsby is, we live by faith and not by explanations. You know, it's like we want explanations. Yeah. But some kind of what we're called to live by faith. Yeah. Um, again, I will refer back to the book. The book is, is God's Still Awake by Sheila Walsh. And um, it, it's, you know, the, your illustrator, who has a, a cool last name because it's much like mine. Does she pronounce it Schmidt? Yes, um, Alexandra Schmidt, and and you've written it, and, and it's poetic, and you start um, in in this beautiful way, inviting children to come along this journey with a little girl named Poppy. No, what's her name? Pop, Pop, Poppy. Poppy. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, "And when I wake up, is God awake too? Is He watching me then?" Is God watching you? Does God hear a whisper or do we have to shout? Will you join my adventure and help me find out? And then she goes through this sort of investigation as a, as a young girl to sort of figure out how God sees her, if he's around. You know, she talks to her parents and a number of other things. It's a darling book and it, it properly takes us through those questions. And, and a mom could use this if she doesn't know how to talk to, about her, to talk to her children about God. She could use this book, honestly. So, so I'm wondering, do you think, Sheila, as we look at this and your questions and, and, and this beautiful book. Is this book particularly relevant for the very trying times that we're living in right now? Yeah, I mean, that was that's where I started writing it as we began into this dark hole of this pandemic and just wondering, because nothing was as it was. And even I remember talking to one of my friend's little girls. Um, she's probably about I think she's five now, and she was just, they'd gone back into classroom. And I said to her, you know, did you have a good day today? And she said, I don't know. And I said, what do you mean, darling? And she said, I can't tell if my friends are smiling or not because they were wearing masks. And it had become confusing. And she did not know if she'd had a good day or not. And I thought, this is a, a new normal. You know, that we've never experienced that. And our children have never experienced this. So, yeah, I, I wrote the book with that in mind. But also, when I finished the manuscript, before I'd sent the final thing off, I found myself really praying for the moms and dads and grandparents and big sisters who would be reading this to their little ones. Because I think, from we're honest, a lot of us have had questions during these days. God, do you see what's happening? You know, why does heaven seem silent? 
So that was really very much in my heart when I, when I wrote this book. And, you know, just like you, I mean, I, I committed it to the Lord with a prayer that he would do what he wanted to do through this. Yeah. There's so much insecurity. And I, and I often say the, the pandemic is, is partly, if not even more than half, our response to the pandemic yeah. um, and, and all the things that are affecting children and, and uh, adults alike, you know, the masks and the division and the isolation and, 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 and people now contemplating suicide and their addictions have gone. I mean, that's also the pandemic. And, and there's just so much that little ones must be looking around and saying, what happened and where is God? And so I appreciate that you've released this book for this time. You know, it occurs to me that the Bible talks a lot about a child's faith. And I was just reading this morning, I came across a, a quote, and I thought, oh, this was meant to be, about God wanting to gather, um, it says, your children together as a hen gathers her chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus says, let the little children come to me. And they, of course, scriptures talk about um, having childlike faith. And and so I, I wonder, did you think on that perspective that the Bible gives us, that children having faith appears to be deeply important to God? Absolutely. In fact, it's one of the few times that Jesus actually rebukes his friends for, for trying to stop the kids coming to Jesus. You know, so they would be an annoyance and not as important. And Jesus was like, no, you're missing the entire point here. This is what the kingdom of God is about, about coming as a child. And I think you can come as a child when you're five years old, and you can come as a child when you're 50. You know, it's just coming with this open heart. Um, and I, I love the fact that I have this, every night when I go up to bed, I have this picture on the wall, and it's of my son. He's, he's five years old, and he's covered in chocolate. It's all over his face, and it's all over his hands. And it was also, I'm not in the photo, but it was all over my suit. Huh. I was about to go up and speak, and I oh. thought my mother-in-law had taken Christian back to the hotel to have his bath, because we'd had a party for one of the crew backstage and a big chocolate cake. But And I had on a cream suit. I'll never forget because I never wore it again. I was about to be introduced, and I suddenly hear this little voice behind me saying, Mommy, and he just wanted one more hug before he went to bed. And so I knelt down, and I knew exactly what was going to happen. But it was really intentional, Jenny, because I thought, I want you to understand, darling, that you don't clean yourself up to come to your mom because you don't clean yourself up to come to your Heavenly Father. You come as you are. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. I hope that stuck with him and, and, and still has your, your wonderful son, Christian. All right. So I'm going to move on for the last four minutes, but I want you to have the opportunity in, in a couple of seconds, well, 30 or 40, um, to, to wrap up what you want moms to know and, and how you want to help them to introduce their children to God and faith that they haven't yet with your book, Is God Still Awake? Well, you know, one of the most important things for me is to say to moms, you're doing a great job. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. There are no perfect moms. It looks like in social media, like everybody's got everybody all tidied up. Yeah. But all the stuff shoved behind the sofa. It's a mess back there. And, you know, I would just encourage you to have honest conversations with your children and, and listen to them. Listen to their questions. Don't feel obliged to have all the answers. But share with them, this is the greatest adventure in life, is that the God who holds everything in place actually is our Father and loves us and wants to know us. And you can speak his name wherever you are. And you are never alone. And that goes for the moms as well as the little ones. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, all right. So so last couple of minutes. You have another book that's pretty new out there called Holding On When You Want to Let Go. I just I want to give you these last few minutes to, to give the primary message of that book to moms to encourage them today. Because I think a lot are feeling like they want to let go in these times. Yeah. And I so get that, Jenny. I mean, 
many years ago, I was hospitalized for a month with clinical depression. And since then, I've been doing pretty well. I still take my medication. I still take my pill with a prayer of thanksgiving every day. But halfway through 2020, I found myself spiraling again. And it really scared me. And I found myself asking the Holy Spirit, I don't know how to live in these days with everything that's going on. And that really was the genesis for this book. How do you hold on when you feel like you're literally hanging by a thread, when you want to let go? And so the book is just, it's like a practical guidebook of walking through all the things that the Holy Spirit showed me of, you know, how to hold on when you're when you're angry, when you're confused, when heaven seems silent, um, and then the, the, remembering the promises of God that you are being held when it feels like you're about to let go. Remembering that you are being held by the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. I've learned the power of speaking the word of God out loud. I, I read this quote by Athanasius, who said that whereas most of Scripture speaks to us, the Psalms speak for us. So I go out on my balcony every morning and I read three psalms out loud because it's so good for my ears to hear what my eyes are reading. It's a declaration of what we know to be true, no matter how we might be feeling. Yeah, and it helps us to hold on to the one who's yeah. holding us. Um, Sheila, you, you know, I really like you. And so I'm so <laughs> I really like you. <laughs> thank, thank you. So thanks for being on Channel Mom. Uh, how do people find Is God Still Awake and Holding On When You Want to Let Go? And how do they find you? Just anywhere where you get books. Um, I think Amazon has the best price at the moment. And you can connect with me either on my website or on Sheila Walsh Connect on Facebook. Okay. Blessings. And, and uh, you know, I, I, yeah, blessings to you and Barry and Christian. And thank you, Sheila. I hope I, hope I can see you soon or, or something like that. So take care, dear. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. So just know that you can uh, win the book if you uh, email us at info at channelmom.org. Not everybody will win, but info at channelmom.org is God Still Awake. This is the time in the show that I remind you how important you are as a mom. Um, even when other people are overlooking that, that um, you are immensely important in your role raising up God's children. So thank you for all that you do. And remember, check us out at channelmom.org. You can become a partner. Um, you can help us by you know donating so that we can stay on the air if you like what we're doing and, and helping all those moms on the ground as well. Channelmom.org. Please become a donor if you can. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.